2: End of all hope. Season 3, Episode 9, Locked and Stocked.
3: I don't like it.
4: Mark was staring at Madison outside. She wrangled the cattle and drove them to some pens on the far side of the property. We were upstairs in a guest room where Teddy said we could have some privacy to talk things out. I don't like it either, Mark. We
3: just had to fight a way out of chains. I'm, I'm sorry, but it's really hard to put my trust in anybody right now.
4: They let us keep our gun, though. Meaning? They trust us enough to have a weapon. So what?
3: You trust them?
4: Of course not. I don't trust anyone, Mark. It's you and me. You know that. I offered help in an effort to avoid being shot. I figured. In fact, I don't have anything else to say.
3: Well, that's a first.
4: This is your call. What? I'm following whatever you want to do. If you want to help these people and get a car battery, then let's do it. But if you want to march out of here, just you and me, I'm fine with that too. But Mark couldn't march. He limped over to the bed and sat.
3: If we're looking for a car battery, we can take care of that on our own. Or an entirely different vehicle for that matter. It only takes a second for them to turn on us and shoot us in the back.
4: You don't think they're being honest?
3: I think people aren't always exactly who they say they are. We've seen that firsthand. People are dangerous. Not only Adam, but those people who tried to steal our truck in that town. I know. Is the benefit worth the risk? We would not only be traveling with people we don't know and don't trust, but we'd be traveling into a town that's overrun. And the fungus? Look, the last thing I want to do is be around that.
4: I agree with you, Mark. All except finding another vehicle. I don't think it will be that easy.
3: (sighs) No. No, neither do I. And with my leg, we wouldn't get far on foot.
4: Sounds like you're having doubts.
3: I'm just thinking. Is the payoff worth the risk? We nearly lost our lives last time we tried to get a truck back.
4: This is totally different, though. Adam stole our truck. This time, our truck broke down. These people are offering help in exchange for help.
3: We did have a lot of supplies we're just abandoning, though.
4: We do need a vehicle. We still have a long way to travel.
3: But is it worth risking our lives now? I mean, helping them? We don't know them. They
4: could end up like... I know.
3: I don't think it's worth the risk. I think we're better off on our own.
4: Okay. Then let's tell him that. Let's get our things and head out. We've made it this far. Okay. Let's hope he doesn't take it too hard.
3: Well, if he does.
4: Mark patted the revolver.
0: Well, did we have a chance to think things over? Uh, yeah, we did. Your tone is offsetting.
4: We just think that. Hold it'll- it!
0: What? Before you give me an answer, uh, I would like to show you two something.
4: Pops! The front door was open. Stephanie walked in from outside. Steffi!
0: Don't you dare butt in right now!
4: What are you doing?
0: Building trust. This way.
4: We followed Teddy through the hall and into the den. There was a door at the far end, a cane leaning against the frame. Pops! I turned around to see Stephanie right behind us. I started getting nervous. I could see Mark was too, and his hand hovered over the revolver.
0: Steffi, go help your sister with the cattle.
4: They're in their pen.
0: Well, then go get them trees off the fence.
4: This is a bad idea. I don't want to hear it. Stephanie spun around and stormed out of the room. Sure. Get us all killed.
0: (sighs) That girl.
4: Teddy slowly stood up out of his wheelchair, bracing himself against the wall. He reached in his pockets, pulled out his keys, and unlocked the door. There we go. He grabbed his cane and flipped the light switch on the wall. I
0: want to show you something.
4: But what he wanted to show us was downstairs.
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't think
3: so, pal. We, we don't do basements.
4: Is that right?
0: That's right. I'd really like to show you something.
4: Mark and I started looking around, nervously.
0: I understand. Hmm. How about this? Instead of keeping your hand over your gun, why not just pull it out? What? Take the revolver and point it at me. That way, if I try anything funny, you shoot. What the hell are you
3: talking about?
0: I'm trying to gain your trust. If this is how we have to do it, so
4: be it. But you're really gonna want to see this... Teddy slowly descended down the stairs with the help of his cane. Mark?
3: Stay close.
4: Mark pulled out the revolver and held it up. He followed Teddy, limping slowly, and I followed him.
3: If you try anything... Shoot me then.
4: (laughs) We slowly walked down the steps... I continued to look behind me in case Stephanie or Madison appeared. What was down here? I got chills. I could hear the hum of the generator. The stairs took a sharp right. Three more steps and we hit the concrete floor. The light above flickered. It was barely lit. Then Teddy shambled over to another wall switch and flipped it. And that's when we saw it. Holy shit.
3: Jesus.
4: This guy must have been an arms dealer. There were hundreds of guns mounted on racks. Rifles, shotguns, pistols, revolvers, along with other weapons like axes, knives, bow and arrows. There was even a katana. On the far wall were shelves of food. Rice bags, canned meats, condensed milk, flour, MREs, dried fruit, granola bars, protein bars, and the like. In one corner sat the generator. It took up a large space and sat on top of some cinder blocks. Then in the corner by the stairs was a computer and camera security system. Three monitors, two of which were split into four quadrants and showed different areas of the house and property.
0: This is one hell of a bunker. People used to think of me as a nut. (laughs) Well, how about now? You must have started collecting a long time ago. World War Three, Alien invasion? Don't matter to me. I told myself, I'd be ready.
4: I slowly walked around the room, admiring all the equipment and supplies. This guy was ready. There was a small table that was devoted to holding boxes upon boxes of ammunition.
3: So, all of this is pretty impressive.
0: But why show us? Because I knew you two needed some more... convincing... If you help me and my daughters, any of this is yours. What? Guns, ammo, food, knives, gasoline, anything. You take
4: whatever you can fit in your truck. Really? Teddy made his way over to the computer chair and slowly sat.
0: Do me a favor. Check to see if my daughter is standing at the top.
4: I walked over to the stairs and looked up. I don't see anyone.
0: Good. They don't trust you two. (laughs) Feelings mutual. Which is understandable. But you trust us. You haven't shot me yet.
4: We wouldn't do that.
0: Glad to hear it. But, I'm sure my daughters are in earshot right now. So if you did, it would be a firefight. So, anything? any of it
3: that's very gracious of you it's
0: not an easy task
4: Teddy spun in his chair to face the generator
0: see that electrical tape and glue is holding that thing together sure it's chugging along I don't know how many times I can fix it
3: if we help you get a new one there's a chance that the thrashers are just gonna destroy it as well
0: then what we will be long gone I could say the same thing about your vehicle creature could once again stall it. But wouldn't you still like the chance? I would. That's why I've got to get the fences back up. I have the strongest electrical fence charger you can buy in the States.
3: I don't know about that. Strikers came through easily this morning.
0: That's because the whole system is down.
4: Teddy pulled himself over to the desk. He grabbed a large red remote.
0: Steffi and I installed this bad boy six months ago, including ground wire. 10,000 volts. (laughs) Kept out coyotes, and those damn creatures don't like it. It's why they resorted to knocking over trees. That fence really
4: keeps them out?
0: It did. For a little while. What we really need to do is clear up the few remaining trees close enough to fall on the fence, both sides. Then let's see them cross.
3: They may dig under.
0: Ground wire runs under concrete and brick. <laughs> you laid brick under the fence. It wasn't easy, but Maddie and Steffi worked hard for a week straight. Got it finished just in time for our first alien visitor. After we laid the brick, we extended the fence. They can't jump over it. Luckily, I have the Shore Pro 10,000. <laughs> Most volts you can get with an energizer. Well, legally anyway. I'm shocked they don't just power through. They're animals. They feel the shock and back right off. We get the fence back up, clear the debris, and cut down any remaining trees. We'll be golden. Of course, we'll need a new generator. Otherwise, the pro will be surely
4: useless. But how long do you really think you can stay here?
0: This is my home. I've lived here nearly 50 years. No goddamn alien is going to make me move. And I don't have a lot of time left either. I want this place to be as secure as possible for my daughters. I need this place to be a fortress. We can't afford to let another one of them electric waves to pass through and destroy our equipment. We were lucky it didn't short out the Shore Pro. But you said it yourself. It only takes one. That's right. That's why these fences need to be strong.
4: Teddy spun his chair so he could see both of us.
0: Listen, I understand you don't trust us. That's perfectly reasonable. Just as reasonable as my daughter's not trusting you. But we could use your help. This is quite an offer. We need that generator. And
3: what makes this generator so hard to get? It's buried under rubble. And we're strong enough to dig through it?
0: Uh, It'll take two, maybe three people to get it out. (laughs) But Steffi and Maddie refuse to leave me here by myself. But if you two were to accompany Steffi... What if
3: we can't retrieve it? Try. Would we still have access to all this?
4: As long as you try. Mark walked over to me and leaned in. What do you want to do? I told you, I'll do whatever you want.
0: Can I ask you, where are you heading? Ramona. Outside San Diego. Wouldn't a vehicle make it easier to travel? <laughs> You'd think. Well, then I say the decision should be an easy one. And what
3: if we're not able to snag a battery for our truck?
0: Then you can have the horses.
4: Mark and I shared a look of intrigue.
0: The horses? Last time I checked, they didn't run on batteries.
4: You're not giving them the horses. Stephanie descended the stairs, fists clenched. Quiet, Steffi. Pops! Quiet, I said. She stood by the old man and glared at us.
0: When Manny told me there were people sleeping in the barn, I knew it was our chance. We're not bad people. We're just people who need help, like you, without a generator. This place won't Stand a chance. I know a new one won't guarantee anything, but it will give us hope. Any of this.
4: Mark motioned to the surroundings. Any of it.
0: Whatever you could fit on the truck. Or whatever you could fit on the horses.
4: Mark looked at me. I shrugged.
3: Okay. Let's get this generator.
0: End of All Hope
2: Written by Robert M. Lamb Edited by Issa Yazdizade Starring Hope Ennis as Ava Nick Engelhardt as Mark Adam Jetmore as Jay Jack Austin as Ambridge Jody Swenson as Stephanie Cadabell as Madison Chris Totoli as Teddy and Preacher Smith Ariel Hack as Mia Gina Coyle as Kylie Brett Wilkins as Travis Gareth Thomas as Sammy Michael Moman as Roger and Crystal Hall as Lane Co-starring, Amber Simpson, Amy Lorray, and Robert M. Lamb. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, Aldrich Chachala of Nemesis Black at ReverbNation.com slash Nemesis Black, and Amberlyn Nicole at YouTube.com slash Amberlyn Nicole. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. Visit www.7lam.com for other audio dramas such as this one. This has been a Seven Lamb production.